This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. I'm your host, Allie, and I'm so excited for today's show. I have not one, but two amazing guests. I have the fabulous hosts and ladies and producers on the Mom Trash podcast. I have Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero, who are two moms keeping motherhood real. Like, I mean real. And before I bring them on, I just want to tell them, tell you guys a little bit about them and their amazing show. I recently actually was on their really fun new on the couch Facebook live show, and I'll put them in the notes. You guys can check it out, but let's talk about Ashley and Carrie. No one drops more F-bombs about parenting and mom life than these two accidental best friends. From dishing and sometimes revealing more than their partners would like them to in each episode, they're all too honest about parenting fails, the struggles to be selfless mothers, but still badass bitches. All categories, categorical, partner fails, and postpartum sex. Ashley and Carrie, formerly of the Scary Mommy Speaks podcast from Scary Mommy, the number one parenting media brand and the relatable mom group rejects you didn't know you needed. And guys, I could go on and on about these amazing women, but I want to get right into it and have them come on and like share all about how they got started. So ladies, welcome to my show. Hi, thanks for having us. You're welcome. I'm so excited to have you guys. First off, I mean, no big deal, you know, just like the uh top uh you know media brand and everything else i mean hello <laughs> yeah that I, was... love, I love how real you guys are honestly i think it's so inspiring i think it's so just so like refreshing in so many ways for so many moms especially new moms i know that was like for me when i started listening to you guys i was like oh my gosh they get it yes yeah thank you uh, thank you for that because it is you know it's fun to kind of commiserate with somebody that's Carrie and I, our whole basis of basis of our friendship is that at this point, right, Carrie? <laughs> yeah. We just basically like what, what terrible shit happened to you today. And then let's yeah. remind ourselves about maybe some good that there is in the world. And then, <laughs> then you know, that's how our friendship continues. Yep. I mean, I love it. So before we kind of get into things, I would love to hear, you know, obviously besides your bio, like how you guys kind of came into play with this obviously been best friends that like how did this all shake out how was mom Taraj essentially born Carrie take it away so um as you mentioned before we worked for uh scary mommy which is the number one media brand as you said uh, <sighs> and uh they actually were looking for real life best friends who were parents moms and um ashley and i were not friends at that point actually and uh they because we didn't of... know each other yeah not because, because we mean. like secretly hated each right. other <laughs> that did sound weird the way i said that yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> this, wasn't mean, this wasn't mean girls okay got no. it no, no, no. <laughs> I, and so i submitted me and my best friend uh valerie submitted an audition tape and they had been sort of courting ashley separately because they had found her on social media so um we, I got called back with my best friend and at the callback, uh, we were both paired up with Ashley. So we were like, well, I guess they want Ashley, but I guess they want to split up the real best friends. So then Ashley and I got chosen to be quote unquote, real best friends. <laughs> and 
it didn't take long for that to be actually true. You you know how showbiz works, but you don't, we actually, we had a bunch of photo shoot kind of publicity stuff before the show actually recorded and aired. And during that first photo shoot, we, it was sort of like love at first sight. We evidently the casting people at Scary Mommy knew more than we did because we actually then fast became best friends for real, which Thank God, because we're both good actors, but we're not that good. So, <laughs> so it's really it's it it just became you know speaking for myself. I I had most recent I had my baby like four months prior. Like Ashley saw me wearing full body braces. That's how soon I was after my baby, and I was really feeling it. I was really having postpartum, and I was in the trenches and seeing Ashley once, sometimes twice a week, and reaching out and talking about things that I was going on in my world really was my lifeline like it was my life preserver to get me through um postpartum so it was really a gift wow well first off what do you mean they stage things and you weren't best friends <laughs> you mean reality isn't reality oh my god <laughs> I, I mean that was just great but i love that you guys actually became best friends like how cool is that like that you know, it was obviously like essentially Hollywood, you know, set up, which is like how most things go like, oh, that's not real life. No, it's not real life. Like, but you guys actually in real life became best friends. So fast forward, you said to obviously, you know, your first baby and everything with postpartum and then, you know, having each other to lean on, like, was it just when you said it was, you know, love at first sight, was it just like this organic build up of like I'm really in it and like you're here so like let's get into it or like how did that how did that play out I mean I think you know one of the things Carrie and I talk about all the time is is yeah this journey of motherhood is all consuming and we can all relate to it but we also really find it important to kind of have some semblance of who we were before all of this happened. So yeah, of course, motherhood changes you and it changes you in a big, big way. Like I am not the same person I was, but I was a person before I became a mother and all of us were. And I think it's important to kind of keep hold to on that at to, in some, to some extent. And I think, yes, we had this, we had, we were casted together we were regular uh tom and katie holmes um you know, <laughs> <that's right. laughs> we were we were casted as friends and we had these you know we both found it very therapeutic as new moms to have each other but i think we genuinely liked each other as human beings yeah. and still do well, and I also, I thrust myself upon her, which is something also that I've true. been known to do. I sort of forced my love down her throat, which is yes. how I do to everyone. And luckily <laughs> she was willing to to choke it down, choke down my love and accept it. So <laughs> worked out. I love it. So good. Well, and when you guys were saying, you know, uh, like during that and saying how, you know, you were a, a person first, you were Ashley first, you were Carrie first before you became a mom. I was Allie first before I became a mom. You know, I think that's such a, like a good message even, you know, for anyone to like write down right now that's listening, because it's like, I think we forget so easily how we were just that person before we were a mom. And it's like crazy, even for me, how I look at my life and how you were saying, Ashley, like, you've changed so much and you're no longer the woman you were, you know, before. And it's like, same here. I look at myself and I'm like, 
oh hi I'm like I don't even recognize (laughs) I'm like I don't even recognize like who I am and honestly for the most part in the best way possible but I love that you just really kind of put that out there like hey you really were you before you were mom because I think a lot of times like society others we you know and we personally like we forget and so for you guys like do you feel like momtourage lets you remember who you are as Ashley and Carrie yeah a hundred percent yeah we get to like remember who we are previously I in in so many different ways right you know like like when we were doing scary mommy that was out of our houses obviously we're all going through this pandemic it's a crazy life-changing situation um but before that I remember I started sending my son to daycare before all of this um and I was working, we were going into the city a lot and doing a lot for Scary Mommy and it was taking a lot more time and my son was having a hard time handling it and it would get really hard that he was getting so upset with me. Um, But the thing that kind of got me through that was like, I am still continuing on with this dream and this career path that I had before him. And now it's, although the situation is the day-to-day situation is different, we're still doing that. Um, so in, in that regard, we're still very much honoring that part of ourself. We are, we have not given into the, I have to be a perfect mommy thing, which I think happens to all of us. Um, and I don't say that in a way to talk down to anybody, but we all feel like, we have to be perfect in one way or another, whether it's because of society or because of our own parents watching or us. Or even just because... for our kids, we need to be perfect right. for our kids. Maybe not even to the outside world, but we exactly. just, there's that feeling, yeah. Totally. So, you know, it it allows us this, this venue to kind of hash that out, talk about those feelings, and still, like, talk about poop and fart and, like, <laughs> say, like, fuck and shit and uh, not worry about it, you know? You know, something that I just want to highlight on top of that is what I found is like, okay, I'm going to say I have some control issues. I like to be in control. <laughs> I, I was a single girl for a very long time because I, you know, didn't want to give up control and be with someone else and, you know, feel like I was losing my identity. And so a lot of this motherhood slash partnering with somebody in my personal life has been a real lesson in sharing and letting go of some control. And then when I had a baby and so much of like my birth journey, I know Ali, similar thing happened to you, was so out of my control. Like I planned, I did all the things, I did the doula, I did all things. And then like plan DCFG happened, which is nothing that I could control. And then after the baby came, that same feeling, like I felt like I was in control of nothing. I couldn't control my damn boobs. I couldn't control my damn milk. I couldn't control when the baby slept, like nothing. I had nothing that I was in control of. And self-producing, writing, casting, a whole, a show gives me a feeling like I have control over something. Ashley and I have creative control of this endeavor that is our business. And sometimes that's a real big pain in the ass, having all the control, like a real big pain in the ass. But a lot of the time, it makes me feel like there is something that I am just like killing in a good way. Like, yeah, like when everything's bad, I'm like, you know what? I'm freaking killing it. I am working, producing, doing all the stuff that I love, and I'm doing it myself with Ashley. 
And that makes me feel like I'm in control and it gives me something to really feel proud of beyond like I kept my kid alive, which believe me is a very important thing to be proud of, but it can't be the only thing for me. I love that you said that. I'm like, let's, let's go back to that. So control, right. It's like so many of us, probably all of us at some point experience like the actual feeling of like losing control. And not just like you were just describing of like the real, like physical and the mental, but like everything, like all in consuming of your body, of your mental, of literally feeling like, at least for me, like the rug was ripped out underneath you. And yep. In a way, it's kind of what 2020 has been. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, it's like we all lose control and we and we all love to have control. And I'm curious for both of you, like when you guys became moms, did you feel like before you became a mom, you knew that you were going to lose control or you had no idea? And then when you stepped into motherhood, you were like, holy shit, I'm not in control. I don't even know how to answer that because I feel like. You know, I was a hesitant mom. I never, I didn't think I wanted to have kids. Uh, my pregnancy was not planned, although we didn't take the steps to not get pregnant either. Um, <laughs> yeah, but still was, was but, but like also like shit happens. Um, I wasn't against having a kid. I just, and I was at the point where I was like, I think if we're going to have a kid, it's time we start thinking about it. Um, and I knew, you know, my hesitation was, I don't know if I can handle being a mother. I don't know if I have it in me. And I have to tell you, like, that has gone away. I love my kid immensely. I'm so, so happy is here. But I also like, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. It's like, you know what you're getting into, but you have absolutely no idea what you're getting into from the, 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 and I'm not even talking about the big things. I think more like the small nuanced situations. Like my kid just woke up wheezing. What the hell do I do? What is this sound? Wait, do I take him to the hospital? Like that kind of stuff on a daily basis. Or my kid is having a hard time with this pandemic. He's acting out in crazy ways. Um, Nobody prepared me for that shit. Like <laughs> not even just like the way he's acting, but like the fact that he's acting out in response to this. Like, I, I don't know. Yes and no, I guess is the short answer. And I was just going to say it's a mixed bag for me too. Differently though, just that the things that I thought that I would be more like bent out of shape about or that. I would have problems with are actually not the things that I have problems with and the things that I never anticipated to be an issue are the things that are actually an issue. Like, you know, I'm a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher. And so I, as Ashley can attest, I have pretty good, I had pretty good self-esteem up into this point. Um, Ashley makes fun of me all the time of my, yes. my, my good self-esteem. Um, and having the baby really, really, really has done a number on my self-esteem. And I think most people would have not thunk that, not would have not thunk that, so to speak, because <laughs> I like I had a good, a good, you know, self, self-esteem and it's really messed me up. Like, like who I am to my core, like my identity, that whole thing is way harder and way more of a mind fuck than I intended it to be. And some of the other stuff, like just the general parenting day to day, it's a, it's what I thought it would be. And it's some of it's better and some of it's worse, but 
that's not what's throwing me for the loop. It's the more personal internal stuff I did not expect. I expected the actual mom kid interaction to be harder. And that's not, that's not what the way it is for me at the moment. Well, thank you for saying that, Carrie. I love both of your guys' answers. And, you know, I definitely uh, echo the same in many ways. And it's something so interesting and crazy and beautiful and just so many different things about control where it's like, you guys said, you know, it's like, yes and no, you know, it's like you feel prepared, but you're not really prepared. You could read all the damn baby books, but there's nothing about what you guys just talked about in those books. It's like literally a real life experience, crash and burn. This is what it is. And I really appreciate too, Carrie, that you said about, you know, like the personal journey, the actual with you, like, you know, it's like nobody really prepares us. People might say to you, you know, oh, you know, your body might change or, oh, you know, the baby blues or now at least we're talking a little bit more about postpartum depression. But overall, I really feel like I did not have any of that. And I didn't expect even with a midwife and doula, like I felt like it was a little bit more of a conversation than it would have been at a doctor's office, but it still wasn't like hey, so these are the real life things that can like legit happen to you. And it's like, I really appreciate you guys both talked about that because I've been even like thinking to myself, like, hey, okay, I've got two new baby girls now. You know, I feel like a lot of times I've overall gotten quote unquote control of how I feel and what's going on. But then there's so many moments where I literally spin out and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I don't like how I look. I don't like where, what this is going. I thought this was improving. Why today do I look more bold than this? Why does this look like that? And it's like, but that's the real shit of being a mom. And I, I really appreciate that, you know, both of you, like, you know, not only was it like, Hey, the control of like the everyday, but it's like, Hey, let's talk about like losing control of literally not only your thoughts, but actual, like the physical and emotional being of you and like how the hell do you get back to that or at least work on that so i want to hear from both of you like what have you done as a little more seasoned than me you know to be able to help with that control or have you let go of that control um i mean for me it's still going on i mean it's not done i don't know if it's gonna ever be done but uh, I try to make little little things to help me remember what I love about myself. Like, like I try to, you know, celebrate that I still, you know, stupid shit. Like, I look good in most hair colors. And I know because I've tried them all during this pandemic. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I still have a face that I can try funky things with my hair and I don't look crazy and I look cute or whatever. Or I'm going to you know, attempt to exercise in some way, not to lose weight, but just to feel like I know how my body moves. Cause that's my biggest thing. My, the weight has been a big thing, but also my body felt alien to me. So my new, my new goal is not to exercise to lose weight, but just to exercise to like, get to know my body in any kind of way in this new way, like start dating my new body. Like we're going slow, you know? Ooh, that's so good. I love that. Start dating my new body. Write that down. I thought that was just such a, like, it's true. It's like, you're not like, just like how you guys were saying in the beginning of the show of like, you literally lose who you are and you were, you know, Ashley, Carrie, Allie, before you became a mom, it's like the same idea. Like, oh, let me now date my body. Let me now, you know, be in this new space and recognize that. What about you, Ashley? I mean, to be completely honest, um, the physical isn't, hasn't been such a a mind fuck for me um not she's young she had that she had that labor that you know you just comes out of your vagina (laughs) i mean it was still 
a crazy labor. But I know, yeah. I know. I'm not trying um, to. Pick, I'm just joking, Ashley. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I so the physical hasn't really been an issue in in child rearing or in birth. Really, it is now because we're in a pandemic. I've gained weight in this, and I just my feelings. I just don't even know how to deal with them. Um, my biggest issue is just how to be a parent and the constant, am I doing it right? Is, I mean, I have, I, I freak out so hard that I'm doing things to just severely damage my child. That's really been my biggest issue in all of this. And, you know, breaking cycles, breaking things that have been going on in my family for so many generations that I don't want to pass on that my mother and I work to break together, you know? So that's really my issue more than anything. Um, the other stuff, I mean, I'm old looking and heavy because of pandemic. And I like, <laughs> I also am like, it's true. Like I, I have aged about 10 years in this pandemic. I have a shit ton of gray hairs and I don't even care to do anything about the weight. I'm going to keep drinking and I'm going to keep eating because as far as I'm concerned, I'm still stuck in the house. And that's what gives me enjoyment right now. That is my, my like little vacation every day is just some Taco Bell and a bottle of wine. You I'm know? trying to, I'm trying to embrace my inner Francis McDormand. Like, I just want to, like, walk the Oscars with no makeup on and custom Birkenstocks. Like, I am just, like, let me be me yeah. and go fuck yourself. Because yeah. I like Birkenstock. I like a comfort shoe. Just let me be me. All that being said, though, when the pandemic's over and I have to, like, put on real pants and none of them fit me, <laughs> I'm going to have a full-blown panic. <laughs> like, full-blown, like, panic attack. But for right now... Let's just coast along, you know? Let's just yeah, well, focus I, on one trauma at a time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, first off, you know, thanks for sharing that side of, you know, story. I think like even, you know, just hearing you two, obviously as, you know, best friends and moms, it's like, look at how different your stories are of control, but yet they weave together so perfectly, you know, and same with mine. And it's like, I think that, and when you were saying too about like, you know, not sure if you're doing it right or what's happening or, you know, this, that, the other thing, it's like, forget the pandemic, parenting alone, obviously is hard, parenting in a pandemic, none of us were prepared for. And it's like, you know, I appreciate how real you guys both are about like what you experience or experiencing and like what you go through, because I think so many times moms just feel like they can't be real about that and they can't be vulnerable about that and that's where I feel like for me at least personally when I came into motherhood and where my postpartum depression I believe really heavily kicked in was not only the fact that I lost control in every which way shape or form but that I literally felt like I also lost control of like what that picture was of what I thought it was going to be and then it was like this picture was like legit like smashed in front of me um and then it was like trying to look at someone else who had lost that picture and that picture being smashed and I couldn't find it yeah yeah I mean and that's something that we really aim to do with momtourage because we also feel that way I remember and I I told this story when Betsy Stover was on the show I remember uh when I first got pregnant again because I was a reluctant soon to be mother. Um, I was working in the city and I was commuting all the time and I would constantly try and find different mom podcasts that kind of like 
spoke to me. So like occasionally there was one, I forget the mom hour, I think it was. And it was just like a bunch of different women telling their birth story. And I like that because it prepared me for, you know, the, this immediate scary thing. But when I tried to find anybody whose tone matched mine in their outlook about motherhood or maintaining themselves, I couldn't find it. And the closest thing that I, I ended up finding why mommy, um, why mommy drinks. And I was like, okay, I found it. This is it. This is, this is the tone I can finally get behind. And I feel seen with, um, and you know, because of that, I feel like Carrie and I, when, when scary mommy was no longer, we knew that we were friends. We wanted to do this together. And, and there needed to be a place where moms could go and just feel like, all right, there are other women who are in the same place I'm at, which is kind of messy, kind of sloppy, but still just trying their best. Let's and be real. Ashley, you and I were a little bit sloppy before. Oh, I've always been. And so sloppy. we're still going to be sloppy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I don't know what it's, what it is to not be sloppy. <laughs> well, like you guys said before, you know, owning who you are. And I think that's another such a great, you know, message and point to write down for anyone listening. It's like, own who you are. And, and yes, we all can lose control of who we are in motherhood. And yes, we all can, you know, forget ourselves. But it's like, when you really get back to the root of you, it's like, you really do own who you are. And there is so much beauty in that. I mean, that's how my podcast was born. You know, it was like, first it was stripped down with Ali Levine because it's all about being stripped down my vulnerable self in postpartum depression. And then when I got to, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel and became, you know, feeling functional again and was really starting to just share real raw truths of motherhood period. That was really where I found like, oh my gosh, like there's just so much goodness and just being able to share who the hell I am and not feel like I'm having to portray who I was in quote unquote Hollywood and who I'm now as a mom and all the things like all these hats, all this baggage we all wear as moms, but sometimes we're not even aware of how much we actually carry until we actually like have a breakdown. We're actually have a moment where we're like, Oh my God, shit. Like, who am I? Yeah. I think another really important thing. And I, I think it's not one or the other. I think it's a mixture of both is that I really feel like a lot of my mom friends, um, this was before I was the last of my friends to have a kid because I had my kid in my late, in my mid forties, my early to mid forties. And, um, and I feel like my friends, they either, all they wanted to do when they talk, when I talked to them was talk about their kid. This is when I didn't have a kid. And I was like, okay. I mean, I'm not one of those people that was like a lady without a kid and then didn't want to talk about probably the most important thing in your life, which was a kid. I get, I get it. I like kids. So I was like, okay, let's talk about your kid. But then I also wanted to be like, well, what happened to that other part of you that like I one time saw pick up used cocaine off the floor in the middle <laughs> of karaoke? Like, I'm not expecting that you need to like party it up like that, but that is still you. The girl that did the Humpty dance, dropped it low, picked up a used bag of cocaine and brought it later with you and did it. Like you are still that person. Don't pretend that you're not. I'm not suggesting we go do that right now in our lives, but you can't forget that there's both sides. And can we talk about something else aside from your kid's shit cycle? Like right. that, you know? But I also am the kind of person that wants to talk about your kid, but I want it to be a mix. So that's really what Momtourage is. It's us talking about something that we care so much about truly. We love our kids. We want 
to give them the best life as Ashley was telling you before, undoing the cycles. I think it's called eugenics, undoing those trauma cycles in our life, trying to do better for our kids, trying to figure it all out. When you but say we, it like that, though, it sounds like it's like Scientology. Or I know something. it also sounds like like <laughs> euthanasia, but yeah. not. Um, but also, we also want to like talk about why Ariana Grande's <laughs> fingers are so tattooed and why she always has to do that coffin nail. And we want to. And why talk does about she keep getting engaged to guys that yeah, look alike? I know we and we want to talk about like you know, we want to talk about stuff that we talked about before too. We want yeah. the conversation to be equal parts old self, equal parts new self, and respecting both both of those places. I love that. And I, I mean, and truly like, you know, your show, I think for any mom that listens, it's like, it's a home for them. It's like, whether you are the side of the coin that is, I want to talk about my kid or you and, and vent and, and all the things, or you're on the side of, I need an escape. I want to talk about why Ariana Grande is doing this and literally matching trends with her boyfriends. Like whatever, <laughs> I want to talk about it, you know? And I think that's like, it's so great. The montage, you know, offers all of that. And like you guys both just said, like that is really motherhood in a nutshell. It's like, try not to lose sight of who you are because you really are that same woman. Even if you've evolved, even if things have changed at one point in time, that was a version of you. And those versions of you don't disappear they just essentially evolve and change and go along we have different seasons as we all go through different seasons in life and then it's like at the same time it's like you also still grow and share that with your show like you guys were just saying about you know the healing traumas and I really also by the way I love that about your show too because I think a lot of times like we don't realize so much of like what we essentially take on or that baggage or whatever you want to phrase it it's like it wasn't necessarily ours to put on to begin with yep yeah Absolutely. And that's a, that's something that, I mean, Carrie and I can talk about endlessly, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's important to realize that all those versions of yourself still exist within you. Yeah. Ashley, that sounded so profound the way you said it like that. Thank you. I was going to say, yeah. I, I was like, mic drop. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, but not as good as Ashley just said it, uh, is that, you know, I, the, the person that dropped it like it's hot in the club and grind it up on people, made you the mother you are today. Like for reals, all the things that we've done up until this point, make us the, the people we are today. So good or bad, it's it's what shapes us. It's sort of like Back to the Future, the movie. I know some of you are younger, but I hope everyone has seen that Who movie. Who hasn't but... seen Back to the Future? You'd be surprised. But like when he goes back and he tries to change things, he looks at his picture and his hand disappears. That's the way we are. If we try to erase the good shit, the bad shit, all the shit that's happened to us, we're erasing bits of ourselves that we are today. So yeah. like, don't pretend that that wasn't you or you have to just be guys today's the winter solstice and i am a yoga teacher it's about embracing our shadow self we have to be friends with even the darkest parts of ourselves oh my god i love that and i love you just said that because i'm such a like my husband makes fun of me i'm like such a nerd when it comes to the astrology and like i was like it's 12 21 you know i'm like i'm like it, you know saturn and jupiter are meeting for the first time in 263 years star of bethlehem, star of bethlehem. <laughs> like yes i'm like and he's like oh my god i'm like but no seriously like you know i'm like this is huge and it's like a big day and you know like you said shadow work and you know loving all parts of you and you know like you guys i just love what you both said because it's so true it's like when going back to the beginning of what we kind of started with which was control it's like you lose all that control. And in my opinion, you start to try to like create a new picture because you've lost so much control. But like, I love what both of you are saying in different ways. It's like, 
okay, lose the control, but realize that like, you didn't lose all the parts of you that actually made you who you are and now made you the mom you are today. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's just such a good message for moms. I, I mean, I want to hear from you guys a little bit. I know you could give a whole, that could be a whole other episode, but I want to hear from you a little bit about, you know, the, the working through like traumas and breaking those cycles, because I think that is something that really gets overlooked. And especially when it comes to being a mom and being a parent, we don't realize again, how much we carry into and could move on to our children. You know, I, I know it's a really big answer, but like for you guys, what does that look like and why is it important to you? I mean, well, for me, um, my grandmother is, had narcissistic personality disorder and, uh, you know, it very much affected, you know, it, the thing about talking about this is that I'm always, I'm always so hesitant to place the blame on anyone. And even though my grandmother is gone, um, I still feel bad being like, this is all her fault because, you know, some <laughs> shit was done to her as a child. Um, but she raised my mother. She also had a big part in raising me. And um, I have, I struggle with a codependent relationship with my mother. Um, and when I say I struggle, it's because I'm cognizant of it. I, my mother and I both are doing our best to try and, uh, fight these, this pattern, this history. And she does a really good job, but as a child who has felt responsible for other people's feelings for a while, my whole life. Um, it's a hard thing for me to break because I just don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to be uncomfortable. And now because I know how terrible it feels to fight it as an adult, I, um, really just try not to make my son responsible for my feelings at all. That's like such, that has been kind of my biggest takeaway in this motherhood journey is like, I'll, I'll get upset with him over something. And then when everything is normal, he'll say, well, like Blippy, he'll say like, you don't like Blippy, right? Blippy's a weird guy. And he loves Blippy. And I'm like, yeah, that's true, Sebastian. Shut yeah, up. Like, that's Blip true. <laughs> Blippy is an absolutely weird guy, but you know what? You can watch Blippy. It's okay for you to like Blippy just because I don't like Blippy. And this is such a small, minute example, but this is one of those things in my daily life where I'm like, just because mommy doesn't like it doesn't mean that you can't like it. Like, go ahead, like it. So it's just, that was such a surface level example because I'm not even sure how to encapsulate that, you know, the entire <laughs> thing quickly and, and kind of like give new people kind of a, a summary of things. But that's really my big thing is codependency, which has really been even harder in all of this because he's an only child and he doesn't Luna is the only kid Carrie's daughter Luna is the only kid that he gets to see and even that with you know everything is limited so um we're doing our best guys <laughs> that's all that matters right that's all we're doing our best pandemic no pandemic it, like you know it's like you're doing your best that's the best message you can leave a mom is you yeah the best and I would just say for me, one, you get you a good therapist. I talk about on the show all do the you, time. Do Fran, you sense? Fran is my therapist. I love her so hard. Uh, she has helped me so much. And I've had lots, my dad's a therapist. So I was, I was on the therapy train from an early age. And 
Uh, my stuff, there's, I, I'm not going to give you the whole thing because uh, it takes too long. Mental illness runs on both sides of my family. Um, on one side, alcoholism with it, and uh, the other side, some other crazy traumas. And then uh, my dad left my mom while she was pregnant with me. Um, and so I have like hella abandonment issues. And then my dad and I have had kind of a rough, a rough time of it. My dad has had a lot of issues in his life, many of different kinds of issues in his life. And uh, he led me also to believe that I was, he was also, he's also a narcissist. And he led me to believe that I was in charge of his happiness. And so for me, the path has been one, knowing that I can have a child with a partner and the partner won't leave because I assume that everyone will leave me like my dad left me and um, trying to release anger because psychics and everybody has said that although I'm the happiest person on the outside, I have a lot of anger on the inside and I don't even know really where it comes from. I think it might be a past life thing, not to sound like a total hippie, mm -hmm. but releasing anger and forgiving people and knowing that no one can make me feel anything. I, I make myself feel things. No one can make you feel anything. And then, like I said, I've just been doing yoga. I mean, I hate to be that girl, but I've been doing, I'm 42 years old and I've been doing yoga since I was 12 years old, 13 years wow. old. And I did it on my own. No one in my family does it. It was just me. I just knew that there was like a deep, I, I suffer from anxiety and depression. I go on and off meds depending on when. And I knew that there was something inside me that I just needed to get right with to befriend the shadow self maybe, so to speak. And so I've just been doing this work, but yoga and therapy for forever. And that's, that's how I work on it. But I mean, listen, for me, it's a major commitment. I need to commit a lot of my life to being okay and it takes a lot. And I think for some people, it doesn't take as much effort. But for me, it takes daily yoga and meditation and therapy once a week, and sometimes some meds. That's what it takes for me. And, you know, I wish that I hope for some people, it doesn't take as much. But for me, it takes that much. So I just know that. And now that's what I do. Well, first off, you know, obviously, both of you could have gone into your stories way further. And I'll have to have you guys back on to really talk traumas. But you know, what I really got from both of you was that you both have truly decided to be not only present to it, but to face it head on. And it is real work and it's not easy for either of you. And it is an ongoing process. And it's something that you're truly working on, not just for yourselves, but obviously for your kids so that you are breaking those cycles. You are breaking those habits and you're aware of them and you're real about them. And I think that that is there's just so much, you know, beauty in that truly, because so many times we shame ourselves for those feelings. We shame ourselves as mothers for the littlest things to the biggest things. And the fact that you're so present and aware to not only be knowing what it is and naming it, but also to actually saying, I'm going to do what it takes to get through it, even if it's not easy and do the work. So it does reflect into my, you know, parenting. I, I mean, I think that speaks volumes. Can I leave you? Can I can I give you three little gems that I just remembered that I should have said? Of course. One is that one of the most powerful phrases, and I learned this from my meditation teacher, is to start saying things like up until now. So up until now, I've struggled with the amount of time it takes for me to get mentally right. 
right? Up until now is a magic word, or magic phrase, because it, it says that at any moment after you say it, something can change. So you don't have to be a person with anger issues. You can be like, up until now, I've had anger issues. And it's that simple change that sometimes changes your subconscious mindset. And it really helps not express things in black and white, like platitudes. So that's the first thing. The second thing is like the road to unfucking yourself, so to speak, you know, the easier path would just be to stay fucked. Like the path to stay fucked is like, it's got rest stops. It's well lit. It's really nicely paved. There's a good soundtrack. Like that road, it's so easy. It's so nice. Yeah. The road unfuck yourself it's like bumpy there is no rest stops it's dark there's no light but the but there's an end the the end of the road for for staying fucked is crashing the car <laughs> and the road that finally ends when you unfuck yourself although the journey is hard and dark and complicated it's you're going to a really nice place <laughs> the end is gorgeous so Sometimes you just have to understand like, man, this road is shitty. This is a shitty, dark, unfucked road, man. <laughs> and sometimes you're like, I just want to go off to that rest stop for just like two days. I just want to stay fucked for like two days. Yeah. And then yeah. you got to get back on that road. And so it's just something, you know, I just think those are two really, I had a third and I can't remember it now, but I just think that it's important to remember those things that of course the road doesn't have lights on it. No one's lived your path. If you, if the road is already paved, that means someone else paved it for you. It's somebody else's road. It's not yours. So you kind of know, oh, I know what I want to say. When Ashley said she doesn't like being uncomfortable. You know, one of the things that they say is to really be okay with herself is to be, to sit in the uncomfortable. And then that's, that's the road to unfucking yourself is can you continue to sit in the uncomfortable until it no longer becomes uncomfortable? Oh. I know, Ashley, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I know you're right. I, you know, I, I do some of the work. I'm just sometimes, you know, and sometimes you have to be kind. It takes with yourself the time. It, the takes. Other it thing. takes the time. Right. It takes. Sometimes you just have to also be kind and realize that you're, you're, you're at the beginning of the fucked road <laughs> or the unfucked listen, road. Sometimes um, I take a rest stop. I get fucked for yeah, like two days. Who exactly. doesn't want to get fucked every once in a while? Then get sometimes back to you being go, unfucked. Yeah, you go like a couple of miles and you're like, I think I've done enough on this road right now. <laughs> yeah. It's time for a detour. I think I'm going to just like chill on the nice I'm road I'm going to get a, a Cinnabon and a yeah. pretzel. Mrs. Beard's cookies. Yes. I love it. But that's the, you know, in all seriousness of what you guys are saying, saying like that's the letting go of the shame that's the actually doing the work and saying I may not be able to do work all day every day all damn day especially during a pandemic but I'm doing the work I'm present to it I'm aware of it I'm working on it and I'm not just putting it to the side and saying I'll get to it like a to-do list I'm actually doing the work physically emotionally mentally all the things that you guys described and the moments that I don't feel like doing it and the moments I feel like just being lazy or just literally being you know me and just sitting in it, I am doing nothing else. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there is, you know, no shame in that. And I've had to learn that too, is like sitting in my shit has become a like regular habit for me that I truly hate, but I realize I truly need, like hate it, but truly need it. And it's like, okay, I'm going to sit in my shit again today. Okay. This is going to be fun. You know, I mean, but it's like, I think the more we have these conversations about that, the more we're actually real about that, which I love about mom it's like, 
the more you're going to feel like when you find a home like Montrage to listen to as a mom, no matter what season you're in, that you're going to be able to say to yourself, oh, I'm not doing it wrong. Oh, there really isn't a right way or is that how, you know, Carrie put it of like, you know, the that road that, you know, it paved, if it's paved, it wasn't yours. It's like, boom, mic drop. It's true. It's like we all have our own roads and paths to go down. If it's already told for us, it's not ours. It's not ours to create and it's not ours to actually learn from and actually thrive from. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's nothing more. I, I, yeah. In my opinion, I, I think that's the other thing that makes the Go ahead, Ash. Sorry, we're on a delay. That's the that's that's the other thing that makes the unpaved road a little more bearable is a friend or a sounding board or something that you can turn to that just makes it feel a little less scary. And like you have just maybe somebody on the road with you. Yeah, definitely. And like obviously you guys being best friends and having each other, you know, not only bounce things off of, but have your show where you can truly be each of you completely holy who you are, you know, and not only is it great for both of you, but it's inspiring for other moms who are listening. You know, it's like, oh, I can own my shit, even if part of it is fucked up or all of it's fucked up. It's I can own it, I can be me, and I can still learn and evolve and and do everything I need to do in motherhood and not feel like I'm doing this wrong because what you guys said in the beginning of the show with control and I'm doing this wrong is such a repeating thing that only goes on in my head constantly, but I know it goes on in every mom I know. Yep. And you know, something that I have just, I try to remind myself is one of the most powerful things that I can see in another person is when one, they sit, when they don't pretend like they know the answers and they say, you know what? I actually don't know the answer to that. And they own up to who they are unabashedly. They're just kind of like raw and open in a way that is really simple and pure. And when I see that in another person, it's really inspiring to me. I'm like, that person is very strong. Like I really respect them. And so when I'm having a hard time feeling like I need to be something or I have to pretend to be something or I have to live up to something, I try to remind myself that what I honor in another person is that laid bare honesty where you don't feel like you have to pretend that you're in a different place or you know something that you don't. And I just remind myself, I'm like, no, you can say you don't know and you can be bare about where you are because you find that beautiful in other people. So why won't people feel that beautiful, think that that's beautiful in you? I love that. And I think that, you know, it's true. And I think the more, you know, we as moms talk about that beauty and that real and rawness that actually not only like you were just saying of like, it's that it's an actual strength to be, you know, vulnerable. It's an actual beauty in being that real and raw and being that honest and not knowing and showing that pureness, the more I think as moms, we all come together, no matter what season we're all in. Cause let's be real. None of us know what the hell we're doing. No, nobody, literally no one. Literally nobody. Right. Literally nobody. Not even, not even the moms who are like past actually being quote unquote moms, as far as like the everyday being a mom, they're still, even my mom and I are constantly evolving in our relationship up and down and down. And, you know, and she's been doing this with me for 35 years, you know? So it's like, you just, you just don't know. And, you know, I just love for you guys, you know, how real and also how funny you guys are. And, you know, I, it was funny when I thought about having you guys on in my mind, this was going to be a a much funnier episode, but I'm 
I'm, I'm laughing because what, you know, Carrie, you just said really just sat with me and struck a chord. It's like that real, that, that rawness, you know, that's what my show was born out of. That's what my community, why, you know, I built what I built around me. And, you know, I just think that people getting to also see this side of you guys even further is just like makes it even that much better to then go and check out mom drives. But it's like, Hey, they are hilarious. Like they are, you know, such, you know, partners in crime and they do get real, but like you guys just really describe so much of both of you individually and how you truly came together and not only rallied each other up, but how you like inspired a huge mom community around you guys for others to feel safe at home with how they feel. That was no pun intended, but <laughs> I didn't realize it after I said it, but like safe at home in the sense of how they feel inside and who they are, you know? And so, and this is, and this is why we can laugh and have fun because we we've come to the place where like no this shit is serious and the only thing we can do is just laugh because yeah. that's you know if you can't laugh at the most serious thing then what what, what can we do yep absolutely so true and laughter is truly so good for the soul even if you can't do it that often well you guys this was such an inspiring and like there are so many just great takeaways. I, I can't thank you enough for being here. Before I let you guys go and plug yourself, is there anything else you'd want to leave my audience with? I mean, just give yourself some slack. Like we're all going through a lot and anyone that's had any trauma in their lives, the pandemic is unearthing traumas that we thought we were done with. So it's it's okay to not be okay. That's all. People, people who haven't really had trauma in their life are having a hard time in all of this. So um, just stay safe and be kind as much as you yes. can. Yes. So to everyone and to yourself, you know? Yes. Especially to yourself and definitely everyone. And you're right. I mean, look, this time, no matter whether, like you said, whether you're traumas or not, this time is about <laughs> the rattling underneath us and shaking us all up. And so yeah. we're, all, we're all in this like shake up together in one way, shape or form. Ladies, tell, tell my audience where they can find you and follow you. And, and of course, check out mom Taraj. Oh boy, you guys can follow us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Momtrage Podcast or just Momtrage. Um, our Instagram is at Momtrage Podcast. Our website is Momtrage Podcast. And in addition to our weekly um, show that drops on Wednesdays, wherever you get your podcasts, you can head to facebook.com slash Momtrage Podcast for our live weekly show called Momtrage Live from the Couch. It's a little more uh, talk showy than our usual podcast. We play games. We have great guests like Allie. Um, and you know, sometimes we have, we've had like animal communicators and <laughs> psychics and all kinds of fun stuff. And we will be back with all new program. I don't know when this is airing, but we will be back with all new, um, episodes of both shows the first week of January. Amazing. Well, you guys, thanks so much for being like, seriously, who you ladies are and being so real and raw, but like also bringing like the funny into all the realness. It's so appreciated. And you guys, like they said, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to also laugh at not being okay. So till next time, guys, cheers. Bye. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe. Tune in weekly for new episodes and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.